You are listening to the Content Academy podcast where we teach online businesses how to create raving fans with their content. So let's get to it. Yes, hello. You're very welcome to the Content Academy podcast. I'm Phil McGrath and today we have a great guest in Tracy Goodwin from CaptivateTheRoom.com. Tracy is an internationally renowned voice expert who shows her clients how to transform their speaking voice into something that makes people listen and take note. Yes, Tracy is a voice expert and certainly um, given the fact that public speaking is something that many adults fear um, we decided Tracy would be a great guest to get on the show today. So we can kind of transfer those skills not only into creating podcast episodes, into videos, and also some speaking gigs that you may wish to uh, to try and get further down the line. So we've got Tracy on the show today, and we're going to talk about a number of interesting topics, of just about how exactly you find your voice, according to Tracy, and how to overcome the fear that's holding you back. And then we kind of obviously move into the content side of things. So we look at Tracy's strategy for structuring your content, along with how to bring your content to life. And there's some really great stuff in this from Tracy. As she says herself, she's been doing this for many, many years and uh, certainly is killing it in this space. And we're delighted to have her on the show. So Paul will be joining me for the interview. We'll be heading over there shortly. So uh, sit back, get ready, and here we go. Okay, and we are joined by Tracy Goodwin from CaptivateTheRoom.com. Tracy, you're very welcome to the Content of Academy podcast. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. I'm so delighted to be here. How are you guys? We are brilliant and we are, of course, ecstatic to have you on because I think there's a lot our audience can pick up from you in terms of voice technique and storytelling and just getting their message across a whole lot better. So before we get into all that good stuff, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, where you started and uh, what exactly you're up to these days? Well, you know, I actually started at the age of 12, believe it or not. I started winning speaking awards when I was 12 years old. So it was kind of always my thing. I never dreamed that it would morph into what I do now. My goal had been to be a professional actor, which I was. But over the years, people kept finding me to work with them on their voice and speaking. And in fact, actually, at a young age, I had to completely change my voice. So really, I feel like I've been doing this forever. You know, sometimes I wonder if people even believe me when I tell them, you know, I've kind of been in this industry for over 30 years. But it's just taken different paths and morphed into different things and it's really really been an exciting journey and over the last I guess about five or six maybe seven years maybe a little bit longer maybe more like ten years I have really honed in focusing on the voice and the power of the voice and helping people step into that because it really is a game changer and it's really really kind of cool when you get into it Hey Tracy, Paul here. Um, yeah, that's something I found really interesting. You really focus on helping people, you know, find their voice. Um, could you maybe tell us a little bit more about that? You know, I would love to. Um, what we don't, what people don't think about, and you know, it's no fault. It's just not what we think about. We think about the words, the words, and the words are powerful. The words are everything, but it's the voice that brings them to life. And so they're really, you know, in my, in my world, the voice is the most powerful piece that you have because it's the connection piece. I can just tell you the words, but if I don't 
connect with you through the power of my voice, then really, you know, do you connect with the message? Maybe you do, but could it have been a better connection? It's like storytelling. I say, do you want to tell stories or do you want to change lives? Because I believe there's a difference. I mean, that's it's, it, that's a, a massive thing. I mean, obviously, it, it, within our industry, your industry, and a lot of internet marketing and online business, we kind of see a lot of people have great stories, but it's the, the delivery of those stories that sometimes leave them lacking, and perhaps they don't have the impact that they probably deserve to have, and they don't make an impact on a market because they just can't quite make make their not so much make their um, story believable but they, the impact in that they just don't have that kick that gets people's attention and go wow do you know what these these guys are really good they really know what we're talking about we need to listen to them and sometimes that's a major problem and obviously that's what you're working on over at captivate the room is getting people to um, to get their stories across with a lot more power right exactly it's you know i mean the the name of my company is so uh, apropos because really it is about captivating with your audience. It's about connecting to the authenticity and the senses and bringing the story to life. And, and it's the voice that does that. You know, the words can be fantastic, but I've seen great speakers and business people and even actors that have fantastic scripts that flatline. You know, I mean, they've got the words, but they don't have the voice power to bring it to life. Yeah, and that's that's as always a major problem. I mean, I'm looking I'm looking at um captivate the room um dot com here at the moment and obviously you've got a lot of great free content and some downloadable courses and, and obviously the services you provide, like the, the four weeks to voice power and you also run workshops in, in Austin and in New York. Um in terms of creating that content, obviously that's what we're big about here at the Content Academy is is how how the how people create their content. In t- in terms of that, when you're looking at um whether it's topics for a course or topics for a a, a one day workshop, how do you go about brainstorming these ideas and, and get getting the ideas on paper at a very early stage to kind of start building out your content? Well, you know, it's really been an incredible learning curve for me to take it from my head and my experience to turn it into content. And really, you know, I, that really came to life when I started doing online courses because the structure became so important. And I was notorious for just going on this, you know, just going on and on and on and on and on and on about content. And I really had to learn that it really had to be structured And I really had to learn that it had to be bite-sized nuggets. That's what I have. That's the most, one of the most valuable things that I've learned over the last year or two is that you can't just throw it all out there because the most important thing that I can tell people is, and I, and I see this with everybody I work with, they forget this or they don't realize it. The audience does not know what you know. And we think. You know, we think that they do because we know it so well. So it's breaking it down step by step for them. It's really interesting. And would you have a, a set format then, for example, say when it comes to, to writing um, a post or, you know, for, for one of your workshops or, you know, what would that format be? How, how do you get that down on paper and how do you actually, you know, translate that and stick to those principles you've outlined there? Well, you know, I love that question, and I've really had to create a formula because one of the things that I find, and I find it with people that I work with and and in my free stuff as well, part of the, the problem is getting started, and the getting started is a problem because of overwhelm, 
because there's so many thoughts going on. There's so much information you want to share. And I was even struggling with that when I would do my videos. I would get into a video and I would talk about 15 different principles when I was really needing to talk about one. So I came up with this strategy and it really works great for me and it seems to work great for people I share it with. You take a piece of paper and you draw a vertical line down the middle. On the right, you write down everything you want to talk about. I want to talk about breathing. I want to talk about connecting to the breath. I want to talk about variety. I want, you know, everything. Then on the left, create headings, vocal variety, breathing, script, and then take everything you wrote on the right, put it under one of those headings on the left. And then if you've got some strays, see if they fit. See if there's more you can add to them. See if they'll stand alone. So that then when you look over to the left, everything is beautifully organized for you. And so there, you're, there are your bite-sized nuggets. And maybe you look at that heading and you look at what's under it and you can say, oh, that's not one video. That's actually five videos. Or that's not one blog post. That's actually five. So it really is a great way to organize all of that information so that you can get it streamlined and determine how much of it you should dole out per video or blog post or you know how you want to outline your online courses whatever it is you're doing even even uh, periscopes and blabs yeah you know, i mean we, that's we, that's we, i love that idea of just having it what, what i'd call a brain dump and it's just yes. throwing it all onto the piece of paper going through each idea does this fit in with the type of content I'm looking to create today, this week, next month, however far in advance you're doing that, and then really planning it out to make sure that you're getting the key points into that. So, I mean, quite often we see a lot of people start out, they have a, a, a blog post idea or a headline in mind, and they'll start writing and writing and writing, and they think they're getting somewhere. But you get lost somewhere in the middle, and by the time you get to the end, you've realized you've missed some of the key points that perhaps you should have covered, or you've kind of ended up into another topic completely. Um, and yes. with, with with that method that you're speaking about, Tracy, which I really like, certainly will help you stay on point and make sure that you're getting across those key messages that you want to get across within that piece of content. You're able to take your audience on that journey through your article or through your video or indeed on a podcast. Um, I mean, in terms of doing doing that brain dump, as I would call it, is there an idea length of time that you would leave the content then to gestate before you'd start creating it? So, I mean, once you've put those all down on a piece of paper, how long then before would you start maybe recording your videos or writing your, your article? Well, I think that varies from person to person. You know, initially my rule of thumb was 24 hours. I'm kind of a 24-hour girl. I, you know, I don't make purchases. You know, I don't try not to do instant purchases. I try not to, you know, I want to think about it. I want to write it all down and then, you know, it's out of the brain, but it's back in the brain in an organized format. And so I can kind of process, kind of think it through in a 24-hour period. Now, sometimes you don't have that luxury. Sometimes I'm on a deadline. And so, you know, sometimes I might take an hour or two. But the cool thing about this process is that instead of then having all of this stuff in my brain, I can look to the left of my list and say, okay, I'm going to tackle vocal variety first. Let me go walk around the block three times and, and kind of reorganize that in my head. And then I'm going to come back in and shoot. And sometimes I even get to shooting and I have to stop and say, no, 
this have to, this has to be culled down a little bit more. So I think it really can be however people work best. But I did initially start with a twenty four hour delay. I like that. That's a that's a nice rule to have. Is at least then there's you know nothing rash or no no crazy decisions or nothing pushed out there which hasn't been given you know due thought and consideration. Um, obviously, I mean, the idea behind us putting this content together in whatever format it is, it's, it's to get our message out there and ultimately to, to make a connection with people. Um, Tracy, in your world, what's, what's been the, the, the biggest tool or the biggest help to you actually, you know, making connections uh, with, with your followers and with people you're working with at the moment? Well, I lo- again, I love that question and I am super excited about this answer because I'll tell you what I've seen. And it's really been verified lately with the people that follow me, the the people that listen to my work. People are desperate for authenticity. People are looking to connect again. I call, you know, I believe that about five or six, seven years ago, I call it the great disconnect. Everybody got plugged in and everybody got disconnected. And there's kind of been, in, in my opinion, this reawakening of people going, wait a minute. Well, all this technology is fantastic, but I need something real. I need real people, and I want authenticity. I want to hire people that are authentic and true, you know, and real to me. So I think that, and that's one of the ways that I teach people how to use their voice, is you've really got to get, you've really got to tell your truth. You've got to really be authentic don't be afraid of it anymore in, in writing and in podcasting and anything because that's what people are starving for now. I see it across the board. With that then, confidence can sometimes be an issue. Have, have you seen that be an issue with, with people you work with where, you know, maybe they've got that great idea or they've got that, that truth, but they're just not quite confident to get it out there into the world? You better believe it. You better believe it. That's what people show up saying those are their words. I don't, I, I, I can't do it. I'm not confident. I have had literally people come to me about to quit their jobs because they have to do a webinar about to, you know, just, just nervous wrecks by the time they get to me because they don't believe they can do it. And so, yes, a huge part of it is about confidence. It's about confidence and it's about what I call running to the roar. Because the things that you fear, the things that you that is that, you know that are destroying your confidence might not be real. So we have to put in a technical strategy. We have to give you the technique because that's your anchor. That's so, your safety net. In terms of techniques, then Tracy, I mean, what 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 advice do you give to people? I mean, is, is there a standard like three step or four step or five step program that you would say to people? These are the steps you need to take now to to get you through that fear and and come out the other side. Absolutely. I have over the years figured out, you know, I call, I'm, start, I'm about to start calling them voice hacks and confidence hacks because I have figured out exactly the, the tool, exactly the step that will give you the results that you want. Let's take fear, for example. Fear is what is destroying your confidence. Okay, well, someone could say to you, well, you just need to get over that. Well, that's not tangible, especially for an active learner. So I say, all right, let's break this down. We have two choices. We can dispel it. So let's determine if it's real or not. And if it is, then let's create a backup plan. What will you do when you forget all the words? Let's put something in place so you're ready for it. Boom, confidence. 
because there's a plan. Yeah, and I mean that's that. I mean, if if our listeners take anything away from today's today's podcast so far, that's certainly it. It's it's that you need that confidence to move forward, and it's that kind of fight or flight um, that we all have built in. You know, you need to get through that and get to the fight part and keep keep putting on true. I mean, in terms of, of your content that you create, Tracy, obviously, um, we've had a, had a good look, and we really like what you're doing over there, at captivate the room. Um, what do you think though? Perhaps is 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 your biggest barrier when it comes to creating content? I think that my biggest barrier is I have to be really careful. Again, I go back to this. Remember, they don't know what you know, and I think sometimes we know our content so well, and especially you know for experts out there that are people that are really confident in what they do, we we tend to just throw it all out there assuming people get it, assuming that it, that, well, of course everybody can do this because I can do this. And it's just not that way. I have learned through, through challenges and things that I've put out that people will instantly get overwhelmed. And this is the cool thing. It's not, I mean, it's not necessarily cool, but it's something cool that I've learned they get overwhelmed and then they feel inferior. Well, I can't do it. She said I could do it, but I can't do it. So really, really breaking it down clearly and, and putting it out there and giving examples. Giving examples. And I learned that the hard way. You have to show, show me, tell me, teach me. No, I like that. And I, I suppose of, of all the stuff that you're doing, obviously, you know, captivating the audience is key for yourself. And you know, I've, I've sat through many presentations and delivered a lot of presentations where sometimes, you know, people, they're hanging on every word, you know, your voice is interesting. They're really getting the message yet. I have delivered the same presentations and they you know, fell flat on their face and they just haven't been received well. And sometimes that can be the audience. Sometimes that can be how you're delivering it. But ultimately, it's, it's kind of down to the story that you're telling and I suppose your delivery and confidence within it, which I think that really resonates with, you, you know, you need to believe in it or you don't. But as regards anybody who might be doing, um, you know, say having the fear of, of delivering a, a webinar or delivering some sort of, of presentation, um, I mean, what would your tips be for to or advice be for somebody who has to actually put that, that presentation together to actually make it captivating and, and make it a little bit different to what's out there? Because there there's a lot of stuff out there at the moment. Well, there is. And that's, there's so much noise. And that's one of the, the reasons I believe that the voice can actually set you apart and the voice in the sense of, you know, the audibleness of the voice, but your voice, your message. And so I think, you know, from the writing standpoint, from the content creation standpoint, be you. Don't try to copy the, the success of someone else. That's their success. What is your story? And when we get into stories, I think we get into vulnerability. I think we have to, if we want to connect and captivate we have to be willing to be vulnerable. There's a number of pieces to the story. You can't cherry pick the ones that will just make you look good and smart. 
we want to know the nitty gritty. We want to know the, the <laughs> ugly. We're going to yeah. connect. To, it's That's human nature. Ugly. You know, we want, we want it. We want it. We want your warts and all. Um, you know, and it kind of makes <laughs> us feel better about ourselves as well when we know we're not the only ones that are struggling, or we're not the only ones that have been down that road. You know, and there's a there's a certain sense of comfort within that fact, and knowing that you know people have been there before you and they've come out the other side. So, I mean, I I can I can uh, certainly resonate with that. I mean, looking looking um. From, from that point of view, when you're looking um, at, at giving a presentation or creating a video or a podcast, I mean, and then even in terms of, of creating um, blog content and writing, you know, is there any techniques that you would use uh, maybe within your writing to make a piece, uh, a section within a piece of content stand out? Well, from the writing standpoint, you know, I just write my truth. I just write my message. I just cultivate my message. For me, in the line of work that I'm in, I put a lot of focus on how I'm going to bring that to life. And it starts with, where is the value? And by that, I mean, what are the words that I need you to know are important? What are the words that are important to me? And what are the words that I want you to know are important? So we start with, where does the stress lie? And I call it value. I don't call it stressing words. I call it adding value. What is important? You have to bring that to life for me because I don't know what you know. You know, and, and that's where it starts. That's where it starts. Is, and I've worked with, with many people, and they'll say, well, I'm, I'm stressing one word on this page. No, I stress two words a sentence. You, have, you know, the stress, the value is the beginning of bringing it to life for us, bringing the message to life. And absolutely and I mean if we take the journey on from there when we go from our content creation standpoint um, you've brought that message to life now you, you have the words on the paper you've gone through your planning stage you've defeated writer's block if that's the case you might even have a beautifully crafted headline to go with that piece of content and th this is the one thing that we've learned over the years in our business is that once the content is created a lot of people tend to kind of you know close the laptop down and go thank god that's done it's out of the way I don't have to worry about that anymore but that's when the hard yard begin in terms of promoting your business and promoting your content um for you when you when you create new pieces of content what kind of channels do you like to utilize in terms of getting your message out there gosh that is so true what you just said and i experienced that you know i would do a, a in the in the early years i would do a video and just sit back and wait for the hundreds of viewers uh no <laughs> it doesn't work that way so it's not. It's, use, it's not quite the field of dreams. You don't build it. No, it will not come. <laughs> no, it's so true, and and can be absolutely devastating. So for me, in my line of work, I've really, you know, I feel like I've tried everything. I feel like I have looked at and explored every form of social media out there. And over the years, I've learned that I have really had to get clear where is my audience and where is my message going to shine. So, for example, let's talk about podcast. Obviously, podcast is a great medium for me. I'm a voice expert. I reach out to podcasters. I'm starting a podcast. For bloggers, you know, they, there's something, I believe they call it the little black book, where all the, all the papers and all the, the companies are listed that take blogs. You reach out to where your audience is and what serves your medium the best. I don't really blog much anymore because you can't hear my, my, my audible voice 
in my writing. It's not my, you know, it's not where my following was created. Mine is in anything, audio or video. But you have to consistently, consistency is key. You cannot give up. The number of times over the years that I gave up because the masses did not rush in and write me large checks, I can't even count. But it is when I finally said, you know what? Things are not, haters are not, I'm pushing through, that I started to see the victories. I really like that, that you know, you're you know, quick enough to realize that maybe blogging wasn't quite that, the way to go for you. And so obviously there's a lot of videos on, on your site and a lot of videos out there. Um, would you would you record a lot of your videos together or would you just record them as, as you think of them? Are they batch processed or, or what would be your, your methods for doing that? And are you doing them on a, on a laptop or microphones or how, how do you actually uh, get them out there? I try to batch. I really batch when I'm doing an online course because I'm the kind of person that I kind of have to get going. You talk about writer's block. I kind of have a video block where it's not that I dread it, it's just getting into that zone for me. And once I'm in the zone, I don't want to stop. So I tend to batch unless I have something, a couple of quickie things that I really need to get rolled out and I don't have time during that day to shoot a lot. But I have, equipment has really on many levels been my albatross. And I, I I'm guilty of saying it's because I'm 50 years old and I'm still longing for my eight track player, but I'm trying to get, you know, I'm really trying to get, and I have colleagues that, you know, are just tech bosses. But what I do is really, it's kind of simple. I have a video camera that's good. I didn't pay a fortune for it, but I have a video camera that's good and I have a microphone that I can plug right into it and I have an, a very affordable lighting kit. And a lot of times, depending on where I'm at, I try to use natural light. Now, there's love-hate over natural light, but I love it because it makes me look younger. And that's it. And then I plug the SD card into the computer, and I use a program called Wondershare, and I edit them, and boom, I'm done. Because tech is, is a challenge for me, and I like to crank stuff out fast. I want it to be good quality, so if there are some tech hacks that I can use that deliver that quality, that's what I need to do. Because I know myself well enough to know I can't, I can't edit audio for 14 days straight. It's, I'm just not made that way. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We all like working in our businesses and, and, and doing, doing the fun stuff like this, I suppose. But no one wants to do the editing afterwards. It's, it's, it's kind of ah. the hard yards that people don't see, I suppose. I mean, you look at, you look at a, um, a lot of successful people with a lot of their shows and you just see the finished product that come out. But you don't see the hard yards that go in behind that, you know, um, in the editing suites or even just reaching out to get guests. You know, people just don't seem to see that. I mean... We were t talking before we came on air, um, and we mentioned briefly about Blab. Um, I know you've been you've been uh, taken to this like a duck to water recently. Um, how how do you how do you think that's going to change your 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 uh, business going forward in terms of your audience and the types of content you create for your audience? I tell you what, Blab is. I've been waiting on Blab for thirty two years. I'm glad it's here. I had no idea. And ten days ago, I said to my assistant, I said, "Let's jump on this thing and see what happens." I cannot even begin to tell you my business has quadrupled in 10 days 
That is the power of that medium. And for me, now I don't know if it'll be that way for everybody, but for me to be able to get people live and make a connection and give them instant results has, has just been the most perfect thing for me. But I'll tell you, I love the question because what I've already started seeing is I really have to pay attention to my content because I like to over-deliver. And I get in those blasts. Is this already a bad thing? uh, No, no, no. But sustainability-wise sustainability wise I'll get in a blab that I plan for an hour and <laughs> three I get hours it later you're still there yes yeah we've yes. all been there yes yeah but and that's so, not necessarily a bad thing in terms I mean for for you and I mean I, I know Paul would certainly agree with this uh, when when you're when you're working in your business and you're you're you know you're, you're talking with your clients or your customers or just your followers the tribe that you've built when you stay there for that long, you you we enjoy it. You know, you're not there because uh, it's work. You if you weren't enjoying it, you wouldn't be there for that long. And I mean, that's the beauty of I suppose what we do and what you do is that we can determine how long we want to spend on certain aspects, whether it's building a tribe or talking to the current followers we have, um, with ju- doing a blab or creating some videos. And that's the fantastic thing about it is that when you really enjoy what you're doing, you can spend hours talking about this. I mean, we could we could stay on here probably for another two or three hours oh, talking sure. through content, you know, um, and what you're doing and how how you do it so well. Um, but that's the beauty of it. I think from that point of view, people need to realize that yes, while you could spend three hours on on a blab, you need to plan your message clearly and then get it out there because if you get lost in in the time, people will come on and look at that and say, well okay the first 10 minutes were great but after that we kind of just had a chat and I didn't really learn a whole lot after that right and I've learned that over the 10 days you know I'm really trying to I just threw it out there first to see what it was about and now I'm really I've got it streamlined I teach a lesson and then I invite people in if they want to work live but even then you know right now I'm still testing the market and I'm still testing what topics and what nights and what times are the most beneficial. You know, I threw out a accent class, uh, a blab earlier today, not having a clue what would happen. Well, they're packing in. Well, I've got, you know, Wednesday, I've got captivating on camera that I thought would be more successful, but that doesn't necessarily mean it is. So I think you have to really pay attention to what's going on and really listen to your audience as you determine how to develop your content because I love you know vocal variety but maybe that's not where my audience is at right now and I have to be okay with that I have to say oh okay I love that but I hear you that you want to focus on breathing so I'm going to adjust my content not that I can't do variety but I also have to serve my population and deliver the bits that I'm qualified to teach that they're seeking and that's a fantastic piece of advice. That is the big thing is that while we as content creators may or may not be in the mood of, you know, some days you sit down and you say, oh, I really want to write a piece about um, about a specific topic. But does your audience want to read that piece? That's the big question you have to ask yourself. You can spend an hour or two or three crafting this beautiful piece of content. But at the end of the day, if that's not what your audience has come to you for, it's a complete waste of your time. Absolutely. And again, I've learned that the hard way. Oh, I love this. So surely everybody does. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, they no, don't. it's not always the case. And I mean, and there's a lesson you, you've learned um, through creating your, your content and going that is there one thing you would say that you've learned 
um, during the course of your, your business and creating your content. Um, when it comes to um, crafting your videos or writing writing your blog articles, is there something that you've learned through over the years that you wish you knew when you started? I think it would, and that's that. There's really a lot of ways I could answer this, but probably, I think the organizational piece for me, because I tend to, you know, ooh, shiny, you know, I tend to be that person that looks off and starts telling stories, and I get in the zone. I love what I do, and I forget where I'm at. So I really, really have to have notes or an outline. I work off of bullet points to keep me on track because once I go down what I call the rabbit hole, I have no idea what I'm even talking about anymore. You know, so I have to be able to look over at a bullet point and go, oh, right, 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 here we go, back on track. And I yeah. think stories are great, but I have to have some guideposts to keep me organized. And in the early years, I just was out there just espousing greatness all over the place. But, but, People, people can't follow that if they don't know what you know. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there completely. It's very, very easy to get sidetracked and then just to go off in many different directions, particularly when mm -hmm. we're trying to get, you know, content, information, knowledge out there. Again, staying on point makes makes a lot of sense. Um, I suppose, like, there, you know, is there any tools or anything that you would use on a daily basis, like a, a OneNote, Evernote, Scrivener, or, or something else, or anything that you really evangelize and you think, you know what, this piece of software really helps me in my business? Now, maybe there's not, but, you know, if there's anything out there, it might, might help, maybe you could share it and help some of our listeners. Well, I'm just getting into Evernote, I'll be honest with you, and I really love it. I think it's a great tool. Again, I am so simple on the tech. I'll tell you what my greatest tool is, and it's actually not computer-related. It's the voice recorder on my phone because I get so many ideas, and I'm the kind of person, because I'm such an, because I'm such an active learner and because I'm so physical, if I don't write it down, if I don't put it somewhere, it's gone. Yeah, that's so, a huge you know, thing. I mean, that, and it's yeah. so simple. That's like I, uh, me personally, I keep a notebook and pen beside the bed because it's yes. normally at night when I get into bed and the brain starts to wind down. I'm lying there staring at the ceiling, kind of going, right, what have we got to do tomorrow? What interviews have we got lined up? So on and so forth. That I'll just get an idea and I go, oh yeah, I must remember that. And how often has it happened that we'll wake up the next morning I and know. I, I had a great idea last night? But God knows I can't God. remember what it was. Um, I know. So I mean, from from simplicity standpoint, yeah, it, it, that's a, a great tool to, to you know to get into the habit of using. Yes, we all have these available, but it's all about habits and creating yes. habits around around these things. So when you've got that idea, whether it's putting it into a note or whether it's recording a quick voice memo to yourself, certainly it works. And I mean, even I've been out and about walking my dog, and I'll get an idea for a piece of content I want to write, and I'll maybe spend five minutes out just kind of dictating the the bones of that piece of mm -hmm. content into into my phone so then when i get back to the office i can play it back and go what was i thinking at that moment this is what i was thinking this is why i got so excited about it and this is why i've made my notes and it works fantastically well and um, so yes. certainly from a simplicity point of view i think that's definitely something our, our our audience should take away is that you know you need to have something on hand to capture those moments of brilliance because if you don't you will forget no matter how good they are you will forget about them Oh, you better believe it. And I think, you know, I think everybody needs to pick what works for them. And I think that's about exploration. There's a million fantastic products out there. Try what looks interesting. But just because everybody's using it does not necessarily mean it's what you're going to connect to. 
And that's kind of how I work. I, I try out a lot of things and I use some, but some of them, just because everybody else is doing it. They're just not the right fit for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I, I agree with that 100%. Listen, Tracy, I think we've covered an awful lot for our audience to take in here today. And I want to thank you yet again for coming on and having a chat with myself and Paul. And just before we wrap it up, um, where can our audience find out a little bit more about yourself? Well, they can certainly go to my website, CaptivateTheRoom.com. And if they want to catch me on Twitter, Blab, or Periscope, my moniker is Tracy A. Goodwin with no spaces in between. And I would love for the listeners to jump into some of my blabs. I'd love to meet them live and connect with them in person. Absolutely. Person via being the via the computer, of course. Hey, whatever works. You might even see me in there. I I, I think okay. I'm gonna have to stop by. We might we might do a blab. Oh, you should. I think we I'll will. I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay, well, listen, Tracy, thank you very much for sharing all your insight and knowledge with us today, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to be with you guys today. Thanks very much, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, so that was Tracy Goodwin from CaptivateTheRoom.com. Some really great stuff in there. I mean, it's not quite our typical guest that we'd have on. We did, of course, go through some of Tracy's content strategies. But certainly when you look at some of the useful tips that she's given us, I mean, one of the big things that I took away from that was having a plan in place. That kind of takes the fear out of it. So you know that if you forget what you're going to say or a teleprompter you're using goes blank or basically just having a backup plan to deal with those fears. And I like the fact that Tracy will sit down with her clients and go through their fears legitimately and see, are they real or are they just... um slightly over exaggerated i suppose we don't want to say it's completely in their head because all fears have a, a certain impact on people but i mean i love the fact that she speaks about having a backup plan in place if the worst were to happen and certainly that can help you overcome your fear so whether again it's getting on a podcast shooting a video or even a speaking gig that you've been asked to do certainly having a backup plan in place um, will help you overcome that fear and in terms of bringing your content to life obviously Tracy's talking about it and one of the big things that the quotes that I really loved from Tracy was do you want to tell stories or do you want to change lives and that's a massive statement to make and I really really like it because as we've heard time and time again on the show over the course of the last 14 podcasts that we've done is that stories are what people want you know, if you've got a good story, you can really get your message out there. Where Tracy's spin is slightly different that yes, you want to tell a story, but you want to change lives. And words are powerful, but it's the voice that brings them to life. So kind of learning how to harness the power of the voice and get your message across without coming across, I suppose, as monotone, dull and boring. And as Paul was saying, you know, he's given some presentations and the, the, the room has kind of been sitting on the edge of their seats and really taking note and he's given the same presentation then perhaps to a different group of people and it's completely bombed and so it's just interesting to see and certainly weighing up your audience and who you have in front of you and just because one thing will work for one, one audience it may not work for another so I really really like the fact that Tracy goes through that and again she talks about authenticity you know that people are desperate for authenticity. If you can show that you are real, you are the embodiment of what they're trying to do or you are able to help them in some way and you genuinely want to help, 
you will make an impact within your market. You just need to put yourself out there, overcome that fear and be you. And one more great quote from Tracy was, be you. Don't try and copy the success of someone else. Just because people within your market or niche or business are having success doing certain things doesn't necessarily mean that they're the things that you should be doing. Everyone is different. Everyone will make an impact in different ways. So pick the mediums that suit you. Where is your audience? Where is your message going to shine, as Tracy puts it? And really have a think about that. You know, when Tracy spoke about Blab, of course, that she's been waiting for Blab for, I think she said, 30, 32 years or 28 years or something along those lines, she was waiting for Blab. And now that she's really started to get in and, and do some Blab, she's noticing it having a real, real impact on her um business and her prospective clients that she's now getting in and she's not the first person if you remember of course in our last episode with Mamika Cooney she's also had some great impact on Blab so certainly it might be one if you are ready to overcome that fear get in front of the camera and start a Blab within your niche talking about the fears frustrations the problems that your audience may have or prospective customers and trying to help them you're not trying to sell them you're just trying to help you're trying to give them some advice some quick little wins some techniques that they can use perhaps to overcome that fear as Tracy's in Tracy's case or maybe it's in terms of creating their content or using a piece of software, just get in front of the camera and give it a go. As you've heard in the last two guests, both have done that and both are seeing some great, great results. So I'd certainly urge you to uh, bite the bullet, pull the trigger and go for it. What's the worst that can happen? And remember, if you've been listening to Tracy, if you can figure out what the worst thing to happen is, have a backup plan in place. So if it does happen, you can still keep the show on the road. So listen, We won't go on too much more. We'll be back again shortly with another great interview here on the Content Academy podcast. And don't forget, if you want to get your hands on our editorial calendar that we live and die by, and I genuinely mean that nothing goes out without first going through our editorial calendar and being planned in advance, you can get a hold of that over at content.academy. And uh, for all the show notes for this one, it's content.academy forward slash episode 14. But until the next time, we'll chat to you soon.